What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today is one we've talked about for a while. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. We've tried to cover the topics of kids in every angle, way, shape, and form. Um, we recently did a podcast. About why people don't want to have kids. Yes. And now we're going to take it to a different angle. And this has actually been trending on TikTok, if you didn't know this. Really? And, and Instagram. But it's like how kids change your marriage. Because I don't feel like anybody prepares you for this. And for us, I think we kind of talked about how one kid changed our marriage. But we're going to talk about two specifically. Yeah, because that's how many we have. Exactly. Um, I'm excited about this. I also want to approach it as we try to do with all things which is from like an optimistic standpoint, honest, but optimistic, right? There's kind of two sides to every coin. And I feel like we don't want to just sit up here and talk about, I feel like people talk about how kids make marriages harder, which is probably true, but let's try to be nuanced and accurate and, uh, and precise with our language. Are you game for that? Yes. <laughs> sure. Was that weird? Did I feel that, like this yeah. is targeted slightly, but okay. you? I don't know. No. No, I'm just saying everyone's everyone's probably sitting here thinking they're just going to talk about how kids make marriages harder. Oh, yeah. So let's just explore the whole topic and give it a fair evaluation. Yeah. So to start, what has been trending on TikTok, you ask? Did you know this, Andrew? No, talk to me. So there's been this like trend about how um, it's like a gif, and it's a gif of like a husband walking straight past, or like a guy walking straight past a girl, and she's like really, really excited as she sees him coming, but he like doesn't even see her and walks straight by her. Are you picturing this? Yes. And it's from a movie. Okay. I don't know who it was. But the the trend is people saying the reason why we didn't choose to have more kids. Okay. And it what and then it goes to that gif and it's this whole idea of people have been openly talking about how difficult it can be on a marriage getting used to having kids be a part of your life. Yes. And that's true. For some who have been trending on TikTok, they're like, you know, we stopped at one kid, we stopped at two kids, we stopped at three kids, whatever the number was, because it ended up taking a toll and we didn't want to like do it again for us. Yes. But I guess I'm feeling zazzed up today cuz let me go on a, let me go on one right now. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Am I right? I think it's important to sometimes do the difficult thing. And let's just, you know, make the parallel to exercising or weightlifting. Why do you always go straight into analogies? I think they're important. Okay, I think it's you got to work on closing them. The weight that Sean's going to be able to do and push is going to be different than the weight that I'm going to be able to do and push. And if we're viewing our marriage, then the number of kids that we're going to be able to have and withstand is going to be different than the number of kids you're going to be able to have and withstand. So maybe maybe your number is zero kids, which is fine, but us having two kids or three kids or four kids. I think right now I'm optimistic that we are able to handle two kids. I'm optimistic that we're going to be able to handle three kids. And I think that the difficulty aspect of it, of like raising a marriage has refined us. It's deepened my trust in you. 
It's enhanced my appreciation of you. Um, I think it's matured both of us individually. As I look back from it in this chair, while we're not in the chaos of raising the two kids, it's been such a beautiful experience. And the fruits of being parents together hey. has been, a, I'm not kidding. You're on a rant. I'm not kidding. I feel passionate about this. I right know, now. but you can't sit there and not and like deny the fact that we haven't had so many conversations about potentially trying for a third kid and us literally having this conversation of, do you think it would be good for our marriage? Because I, yeah, I want to have that conversation <laughs> after the first kid and after the second kid, what nobody prepares you for. And it, this is not a doomsday. It's a reality thing and you get through it, but yes. it is very difficult on your marriage after you bring a kid into the world. Yes. But doing the difficult. Yes. No, no, no. I'm not saying put yourself in a bad situation, but I'm saying if you're both like, yeah, we know it's going to be hard, but you're seeing eye to eye and you're committed to like, making it through all the arguments, then it's a, a wonderful thing when you make it through the difficult thing together. That That's a bonding experience. It's I a unifying. Agree. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, Andrew. You think I'm attacking? Stop. I think I'm just saying the reality of it is it's very difficult and it takes a while to get the groove of things. And going into what this topic or this conversation is supposed to be about is like how did it change us? It put a tension on us at the beginning, but I think the way it changed us is it forced us to work on our marriage so much more. And even if that meant like more arguments at like in certain phases, we both are firm believers that if we aren't close within our marriage, it makes us not the best parents we can be. Yes. And so if things are off between us, we're like, no, bro, we got to fix this right now because... If we're not good, then we're not good parents. Yeah. I mean, that's our mentality with everything now that you say it like that. With business, with parenting, with traveling. <laughs> we always try to have these touch and get on the same page before we make the next transition. I also think another way, this is just a thought, we're getting way off of our scripts here. Um, another thing that's changed about us is we're more matter of, like, matter of fact. Like, it's not just like, oh, what are we going to do today? It's like, bro, we got this at 8, we got this at 9, we have 10 minutes to us, we have this at 10, we have, how are you? Are you mad at me? This is, okay, yeah, like, we're, like, very, like, let's do this. Yeah, which is we great. We try to cut all the BS out. Are you saying we're more scheduled or we're just more direct and, like, uh, intentional? I think we're more direct. I think there's less patience and less space for, oh, this will work itself out. It's like, no, put it on the table. Let's figure it out now. I don't have the capacity to hold on to this for longer than Which right I now. think has been a benefit. Agreed. Um, I will say this. this Our first kind of prompt here is uh, what's it like having adjusted to our new roles as mom and dad? Um, I'll talk about my situation personally. But I, I will say it's different being married to a mom. For sure. To your point about directness, like it's really cool. I didn't know Sean had such strong preferences about certain things like kids diet, cleanliness of the house, schedule of the, like, honestly, it's, it's really surfaced a lot of these characteristics and things about you, qualities about you, because like you're, I don't know. It's been a really interesting process where it's like, you weren't necessarily like that 
when we were dating and married. I will say reflectively, and I don't mean this in a dramatic way, but I was more of a pushover before a parent. And not in a bad way, but I was just a little bit more like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll do what you say. I'll do this. I'll do that. But then now that there's kids involved and I can directly see how different decisions like affect their life, it like changed in me to no longer take, no longer be a pushover. I was like, now we're done. All right. Flip switch. Switch flip. The question is, how was it for you to adjust being a uh, mom or dad when, when we'd never done it? It's overwhelming mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. And I think that's like, that's where the tension in the marriage can be where it's like, Hey, I feel guilty and weird and uncomfortable and uncertain and insecure because I'm been put in a million new situations every day. I've never changed a diaper. I don't know how to feed a baby. I don't know how to burp a baby. This thing just threw up on me, you know, we're t- whatever. And it's like, uh, it's not comfortable at first, mm-hmm. but you grow through that. Then you learn how to kind of communicate. I think for us more effectively, at least with each other. Um, so it's, it's overwhelming, but I believe in you listening that you're able to, to like improve through that process. You are. I think I've done it over. I mean, I've been, I've only been a dad for three and a half years and I think I've improved. You've improved so much. Have okay. I improved? Yeah, you've done. Yeah. I think adjusting to being a mom and dad is so hard. Um, I personally feel like I went through this roller coaster of like, I went from being whoever I was before kids to being only a mom and having to kind of fight through that to kind of find my own identity again outside of being a mom. But I think becoming a parent very quickly forces you to figure out who you are. Because, kind of like Andrew was saying, you're faced with all of these decisions you have to make for these tiny humans, and you very quickly are like, oh, shoot, well, what is my belief in this? Where do I stand when it comes to this topic, and why? And why am I agreeing or disagreeing (laughs) to this topic for my kid if I don't even know the answer to myself? Yeah. So it, it truly forces you to just mature in a way of, like, self-discovery. It's interesting. Yeah, I think... Certainly not with everything because we would just get lost in a black hole. But the first topic that I thought of, as you mentioned that, is like when you're at the pediatrician's. Oh, my god! And they're like, are we circumcising your baby that's going to be born this week or not? Yeah. I know that's a weird thing to think of. But then it's like, oh, well, are we going to do that? Like we have to choose one way or another. Another. What are our beliefs? And why Why are we choosing that? And exactly. then you kind of like you dig in and it's like. Interesting. Sean has stronger religious beliefs in this area than than I thought she did. It's like Exactly. <laughs> but it's kind of fun, you know. Well, and like there's so many different things. You you go in beforehand thinking like, "Oh, I'm a holistic individual and I am kind of a casual religious goer and I'm but then you start making the decisions and you're like, "Whoa. I yeah. actually love American medicine and I am a Bible preacher, yeah. you know, it's like whatever it is for you. Like it's whatever, a, it's a yeah, million just, different, those, these are examples. It's a million different things, but it's also like, uh, you know, well, the next question is, do we talk about expectations of being a mom and dad ahead of time? It's we're uh, supposed to this Saturday have our kids dedicated to church. And I was mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, religion and spirituality is oftentimes a point of friction with couples and raising kids where it's like, that was an adorable yawn. 
just kind of I'm trying to fight it so bad. I don't know why. <laughs> but it's like, hey, are we taking the kids to church or not? Okay. Which church? Okay. Are we going to go every week, every month? What's your expectation? Yeah. Are we going to go twice a week? Whatever it is. Um, did we talk about expectations of me as a dad and my expectations of you as a mom? I don't think so. That's that's where it's like you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're getting into. And that's the fun adventures part of it. It's also the overwhelming part. I distinctly remember with Drew trying to talk about it. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember trying to have the conversation with you of like who's going to do yeah. diapers, who's going to uh, whatever it was. And kind of like Andrew just said, you have no idea how it's going to go down. So you're just kind of figuring it out as you go. But – we did try more to, like, talk through expectations once Drew, our first, was here. Because we were like, okay, let's talk through, like, schools. We've talked about, like, pu- like public or versus private or all girls versus all boys or, I mean, so many different things. But we've truly tried to go down lists as to, like, expectations-wise. But as far as, like, duties... I think the only expectation conversation we had was, and this is different for everyone based off of your careers, your beliefs, whatever, but what are like percentage of contribution contribution was interesting because I remember going into it. My expectation was like 50, 50. I wanted to have two very hands on parents. I wanted our kids to have just as good of relationships with both of us. And I, that was my expectation. How did we decide who does what? You just mentioned next a couple of those. I want to link down below. You could check out either a list that we find online that we think is comprehensive and helpful or make one ourselves of all the things that you're confronted with and yeah. need to decide the breakdown. And obviously it's like kind of a working list and uh, we like to help each other out, pick each other up when they're down cover for the other person when they can't do whatever. Um, but hopefully we can provide a list that at least starts the conversation and kind of um, starts the process of you and your partner getting on the same page. How would you answer that question, though? How did we decide who does what? I think it's partially like just you're in the situation. Yeah. Like you're you're doing it. It's like, all right, well, hey, I realize that I don't do well at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. cries. So let me actually stay up later and be with the baby for that first time they're awake and then you can take the morning shift. Or it's like, yeah. you know, I think it's just being aware, reflecting, and having conversations. Yeah, I would totally agree. It was like in the moment we were learning. Like yeah. Andrew was the diaper changer. You were, you rocked the diaper changes. But then I was always the, f- like... Depends on the kid. I did the feedings. Yeah. And like you'll have different strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. It's actually a great thing. It's called teamwork. Did you feel like a different person as a mom than you were a wife? Yes. Completely. I. There's so much baggage here that we could go into different topics or different podcasts. But like I struggled with identity, self-confidence, image issues, insecurities, For so much of my life. And it dissolved as a mom. Hmm. I became very confident in my beliefs. And protecting my children. And it like changed me as a human. 
I felt like I could have conversations with you better. I felt like I, I just felt better in my skin. I felt more confident in my role. I just. Let's keep having babies. I don't, I didn't let's say that. It, let's keep it going. I've seen that in you. Have you, do you feel like you've changed? I I feel like I'm a, a man in the making. Feel like no, I'm no, I feel, I feel like I'm becoming a man now. I feel like I was very much a ch- uh, boy, boy kid back in the day. But that's how it goes probably for everybody. Yeah. Um. I will say it's been a really delightful treat to see you step into the role as a mom you as well baby you've thrived it's been i think it's been really sweet and fun to see us evolve i love i think it's been so special for me to see where you started as a dad the day drew was born and like the dad role you take on now i'm not saying it's like more what it's just like you've gotten more comfortable in your role as dad which is really cool You've also gotten more comfortable in my role as dad, too, which is another thing. I don't know if this is on the outline or not, but it's like I grew up with parents and brothers, and we roughhoused a lot, right? That doesn't really come naturally to you. No, it does not. And it's Only child in a very controlled house. <laughs> there were growing pains where yes. it's like uh, I'm not, like, harming our kids. When I say roughhouse, it's like, you know, toss them on the couch. Gently. Or like tickle them pretty good. So it's not doing harm to the kid. I would encourage us to continue that process where it's like, hey, we each have different styles and maybe it makes you a little uncomfortable personally, but like maybe it's good for the kid too. And me doing stuff like that is part of my role as a dad. So thank you for letting me do that. (laughs) I feel like all of that could be wildly misinterpreted. What do you mean? I don't know. Rough housing? Comparing it to harming a kid. Like you're not harming them, but I'm saying tickling them. If it's a stylistic difference and not like a dangerous difference, you don't always need to be trying to parent each other parenting. I've been doing this as long as you have. I know. I'm just as much a veteran and I know just, you know. I'm about to be on one again. Are you dude. getting defensive? <laughs> no. Um, no, no, no. That's been something we've worked through. Where it's like, it hey, has. this is just my style. So let me, I'm contributing. I'm being a dad. Let me do my thing. It has. On to the next topic, though, <laughs> is feeling less connected with each other. This comes in waves, I think. Um, I will never forget. There was like a, a small mourning period with both babies. I remember being like driving to the hospital as we were going into labor with Drew and I felt this wave of just fear and mourning and sadness for a little bit of will I lose my husband through this and I don't mean like divorce or like whatever but just that relationship that you and I knew we were best friends inseparable best friends I didn't know how that looked with another human being I didn't know what it would look like to have a kid sharing us and have our love now split not just between us two, but between us three. And that really scared me. And I remember and having... Nash. And Nash. And the Nash. dog. Okay. And I remember that really scaring me with Jet when we went to give birth to Jet was mourning this idea of what our family looked like and how it was going to take away time from Drew and 
take even more time away from me and Andrew. So I think that like less connected is very normal. But I think you also learn that within the short periods of time that you do get together, it's more intentional. Yeah. We've kind of alluded to it, but there are, there are, I think there's just more decisions to be made. And the, the list of chores expands when you have a kid. And so those are all opportunities for, for connection and interaction. But there are also opportunities for resentment. So, like, I think we've fortunately, like, the scales have been weighed in. We've had more opportunities and made more opportunities to connect than resent. But it's like, you're pretty open with me and, like, airing, hey, I think you're roughhousing the kids too much. Mm-hmm. And you're not keeping that to yourself and resenting, yeah. resenting me over it. So it's like, but... It's all those things that can make you feel more connected or less, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's just a really fine balance. Two questions for you, because I, I feel like we've had conversations on these. Did you ever feel like you were ever like losing sight of the other person, or like drowning in your new role? I remember having a conversation about this. I never felt like I was in over my head. I think I felt like. Um, It was like, I want to help. And that, yeah. that was where I, I was like drowning because like, I don't know how to help you and I want to. And like, I see your stress and there's all this stuff and I can't help you breastfeed. And, you know, you need to be like, so it's a little tough to figure out how to work that out. I remember feeling like we had a conversation over this. It was one of those like breakdowns where I was crying and I was like, I, I just feel like. I, I felt like I was lo- I lost myself as wife but felt good as mom does that make sense yeah so there was this phase that we were going through I don't remember if that was Drew or Jet but you were doing such an amazing job at like helping and uplifting and comforting and you're you kept saying over and over again you know you're such a good mom you're doing such a good job you're doing all this and I remember sitting down one day and being like I don't know how to say this without feeling like I'm insensitive or like ungrateful because you've been the most wonderful partner and spouse, but I feel like you no longer see me as your wife and only see me as mom. And that makes for a hard dynamic between husband and wife. Yeah. And so the second question was, did we have to start dating again? Quote unquote, you know, once everything kind of calmed down. And I really think we do. We did. Yeah, and it's like, you know, when you're so exhausted with raising the kids and trying to figure this all out, like how do you have the energy to date or connect still? And I I think this is where the beauty of routine uh, and like having quote-unquote rituals like really stands out where it's like, all right, every Thursday we're doing date night Mm -hmm. and we might not talk at dinner. We might have a fantastic discussion. We might be angry with each other, but like we're going to show up. And we're going to do that routine or every night after the kids go down, we're going to have what we call Bev time yep. where we debrief the day and it might take five minutes. It might take an hour, but we're going to do that. And like just having the routine where it's like, this is the expectation that we're going to have to um, carve out time intentionally to be with each other. I even saw something this, uh, it was posted T E A M. Like these parents do it. They have kids. That's like, after the kids go down, we try to do 
we try to touch each other. We try to uh, go over the minute, like the day minutes, like meeting minutes, where it's like, what are the significant things that happened? Give me a debrief. And they have like four things, four categories that they all go through. Hmm. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good routine. Like, mm-hmm. that can really be helpful. So, that's my take. How did kids change <laughs> our marriage when it came to um, the lack of sleep? We did a we did a lot of episodes on this starting out. <laughs> can you believe the f- the first three months of this podcast were our first three months being parents? Oh, I do remember that. Those early know. episodes. I, I'm terrified to go back and listen. I don't want to listen to them. I've <laughs> also we didn't have the the outlines that we do now, no, the we just cameras would or the mics. It. Oh man. Anyway. Um The lack of sleep I think is the hardest part. And I think that's the main contributor to everything we're talking about because one, you're not getting as much sleep. You're getting interrupted sleep. So you're already just like not operating at a hundred percent. So you might be grumpy or irritable or just fatigued or whatever. Your hormones are off because of that. And then on top of that, instead of we've talked about this a lot, instead of like sharing a bed every night, you're, sharing it with like you're splitting time between like a kid's room or like everything's just interrupted. So it's not, it just makes everything a little bit harder. I for one don't necessarily thrive with lack of sleep. I remember driving down the road the first couple months after we had drew and like literally my eyes were closing themselves and my, and my whole, my arms and hands were just like shaking. And I was like, this is actually physically dangerous for me to be driving. Yeah. Like it's dangerous. So I, I, you know, made it home and then didn't drive for the rest of the day, but physically things do happen. So I think again, taking it back to awareness, like not lashing out your emotions and making it seem like it's your partner's fault. But it's like, I just want you to know I'm a little irritable today because I didn't sleep well. And then that like, now I know how to navigate you a little bit better after that awareness, you know? It's hard. The lack of sleep is hard. We both don't thrive off of, thrive without a full night's sleep. It for sure leads to more arguments and bickering. I think the quality of our conversation, our general <laughs> outlook on the day, our, we, we cannot make a decision or really ask questions when we're like that tired. I feel like it always ends up in an argument where it's like, man, we are just, it's tough. All of our arguments are caused by two things. We're either hungry or tired. So when you throw in just perpetual fatigue, it makes it a little more difficult. But. Did you ever resent me? Uh, because you had to wake up in certain times where I didn't. I never resented you. I was mad at you. I think the hard part is like, for me is we're both doing this for the first time. We're both trying to figure it out. And when you bring home a newborn and they're a month old, you don't expect them to sleep. But when they're a year and a half and you're waking up in the middle of the night four times because your one one and a half year old is screaming and your partner's sleeping or you're, you're alternating, it just gets frustrating because you feel defeated. You're like, I don't know how to figure this out. And... 
it's almost like you just desperately in your fatigued state want someone to emotionally support you but that's also not fair to the other person because you should be taking shifts and trying to let someone sleep and trade off you know mm-hmm. it's like a desperate moment where you're just like help me you know yeah you want to talk about naked time <laughs> sure i was this is interesting just thinking about it like Sex used to be like this taboo, like sexy thing. And it's like, it's It's still, still no, it still is, but it's way more about like actually loving you. To your point about being intentional, like more direct, where it's like, it's not, it's so different. And I think it's way better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like not this, uh, it's not as mystical, but it's more important. And I think it's like, well, you have to pretty much, we don't necessarily put intimate time on our schedule. No. But it's like, you're kind of saying, like, you're we're communicating, hey. Maybe tonight. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're, which we never did. Well, you kind of have to because, <laughs> again, throwing in all the different aspects here. You have two kids. We have 20 people in and out of our house every day. We're exhausted. So... Unless you give someone a signal of some kind. Default's going to be sleep. We're going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you like, we've talked about that. If someone has the expectation of getting lucky that night and the other person's just too tired to pick up on your signals, then that feels crappy for both people. So you need to like communicate well enough. I will say the way that kids changed it the most for us and everybody is different, but... I don't know why I'm saying this. The only thing that changed drastically for us is during pregnancy. It's just not my thing. <laughs> After pregnancy, good you to go. You never told me this. You know this. You never explicitly told me this. I am just so uncomfortable. I get that. Yeah. I can make it three months, four months, and then it's dry season. I am well aware. Um, so that's the only really challenging part. I, f- I do feel like we were pretty good communicating through that where it's like, well, there's always guilt or frustration where it's like, hey, well, I tried to make a move and um, and you weren't having it. Like That causes guilt on the other party side. It causes frustration on one side. It's like, there's so many things that can be packaged with this. So again, it's an event that can cause connection or resentment. So like I would say push towards connection, like have these tender, fragile conversations and get to know each other. Cause yeah, you've never been pregnant before. So you don't know what your libido is going to be like in that scenario. That's not something you can prepare for. You got to talk through it. So a strengthened marriage in the end. Did having kids ultimately bring us closer together as a couple? What would your answer be? Yes. I've grown to appreciate you more. We've, I think, like, become more of a team, a strong team, which has been really fun. We've understood my preference, your preference, what together our mission statement. It's like... Dude, there's so many cool things that have happened because we had kids. It's like, 
well, what do we want our family life to look like? Well, let's, now we have a mission statement, core values. Fit, like you know, It's great. Yes, closer. I would agree. I feel like we're a lot closer. Um, I don't feel like life is as fancy free as it was before kids, where it was just like we were selfish, we were bouncing around, doing whatever we wanted. There's definitely more responsibility that comes with life now with kids. But I appreciate things so much more after becoming a parent. I appreciate Andrew. I appreciate the kids. Small moments, big moments. What did you just tell me this morning? Something about me as a dad. You remember that? That was a really nice compliment. I feel like seeing you as a dad has made me appreciate you more. Maybe oh, what I said last that. night. Yeah. I had said, I don't think. How did I say it? I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> Maybe I should try to remember it next time. <laughs> I I remember talking last night about this idea that in my personal case, I if it weren't for our kids, I don't think I would be capable of appreciating you as much as I do. Which And I don't a, mean that in like a negative way. I mean it in a, the most positive way. Well, I pr- I'm glad we have kids then. And that's not to say that you need kids to have this appreciation. So no. it's not like a it's not like a must, but it's helped us. But I think that's for me. I think before kids, I overanalyzed every decision I ever made in life. And with kids now, I've just learned to appreciate them all. I feel like my love for you has definitely grown through the hard times of parenting. I think about the concept that joy and pain go hand in hand and like, Difficulty and triumph go hand in hand and challenges and unification come hand in hand. It's like you can't really have one without the other. You got to make it through the hard times, which often come first before the triumph. But, man. I also think the appreciation, it says, like, are you thankful for going through the thick of it? Because it brought us closer together. I will never forget things just... switch the instant you become a parent walking into the hospital with drew in labor like andrew and i up until that specific moment we're still just these like young kids we still had this like afraid to fart in front of each other type you know like little giddiness and then all of a sudden you go into a hospital and you're stripping down naked and All things are happening to you. And all of a sudden you bring a kid into the world and it's like, wow, we just grew closer than we ever have in our entire life. But like in the most appreciative way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like going through the thick of it with every little thing with kids, whether it's them being sick or pediatricians or scares or milestones, whatever it is that causes arguments or tough times or good times, it just brings you closer. You're so much closer and bonded it's wild it's good stuff man i am i'm thankful so let's see here do we have any advice for people who might be going through a hard time one of the things comes to mind is like i think uh keeping the main thing the main thing it's like what's the priority all right well marriage maintaining that and the benefit of our kids, like the well-being of our kids, it's important. So stylistic things, let it go. Or 
I mean, you're going to need to make more room for forgiveness than you've ever made or more room for grace. Like you're going to, there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be things you say wrong because you didn't sleep at all. There's going to be, we've had plenty of those. And it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a complicating thing. People say like, man, it was the best time of my life. I, I, I don't know if I'd want to go back. It's kind of like our athletic career. It's like, mm-hmm. The, the college football scene was awesome, but the 4 a.m. workouts, like I would never want to do that again. I'm so glad I went through it. You learn through it. You grow through it. Have that perspective. Mm-hmm. Sean and I, when we get in arguments, like we remind each other, hey, we know how this argument ends, and that's with us still married. So with you, keep the main thing the main thing. Like you know how this story ends, and that's with uh, with you having a really wonderful family life and like kids that love you and you know, you get to play ball with in the backyard. That's how the story's gonna gonna be. So just get there. As I perpetually yawn through this podcast <laughs> to show that our kids are not sleeping great at the Correct. moment. Correct. Um, kids are amazing, and if you decide to go that route down that route or not, um, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's made me a better wife. It's made me a better mom every day. I've had to continually ask for forgiveness and grace every single day. It's made me want to be a better person. Those little tiny humans really just challenge you, but I think they make it all better. The difference between one and two kids, I feel like, or maybe two and three kids, I guess we'll we'll soon find out. I think all those things we just talked about get amplified and enhanced. I'm expecting. That was my experience from one to two. It's like you have to be more direct, less immature, more intentional. So let the journey continue. There's a lot of good ways to do life, and having kids is certainly one of them. So I think that's all we have. Yeah. Would love to hear how having kids has changed your marriage. If you have kids, Uh, how many do you have? Let us know what you've learned. Share your advice with us. That's what we try to do is have each one of these topics – episodes videos we make just be a conversation starter so i hope that that's the case for you um there is a learning curve but you can do it we have faith in you so we have i'm andrew i'm sean we're the east fam 